Hello guys and welcome back to Chinwag. It is me, Nene, coming at you with another awesome podcast. I say awesome, but these past, I think, um, few weekends where yeah, I was supposed to upload a podcast, um, I haven't been able to. Um, some things have been happening. Uh, I've either been busy or circumstances have happened in my life to which... I cannot do a podcast, Um, but uh, with that being said, we are back, and hopefully back in full swing with things, Um, but uh, yeah, let's jump straight into it. So this week's podcast then guys, is a, uh, how can I put this? this way you've got to have an open mind okay you've got to have an open mind um because there's a ton of evidence and not evidence backing this theory and this topic for today which of course is aliens and are they real do they exist let's delve into it Now, my own speculation on whether aliens exist or not um, is very um, back and forth. I'll I'll admit that. Um, Because, as mentioned in previous and other podcasts that I've done, there is a lot out there that we don't understand. Okay, there is a lot that is mind-blowing are ghosts real is there a heaven and hell um you know there's there's so much is the illuminati real you know is 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 covid and the vaccines all for um population control there's a lot of stuff out there that is mind-blowing but obviously today's topic is aliens so without delving into any other uh, sub-subjects um Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. So, my personal belief is that I haven't seen a UFO and I haven't seen an alien. And there's an old saying that goes, seeing is believing. Now, personally, I have not come across a UFO myself. I've seen lights in the sky, but I can't identify identify what that is so i guess that's a ufo because a ufo is an unidentified an unidentified flying object once it's identified it's just a flying object so you know to me an unidentified object a ufo can be anything that's flying through the air okay that you can't identify at the time doesn't mean it's an alien Aircraft. Now, if I'm going into that terminology of seeing a UFO, then yes, I've seen hundreds of UFOs. But if if not, coming up to the thousandth mark, I've seen UFOs because it's an unidentified flying object. It 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 could have been a helicopter. It could have been a pigeon. Fuck me. It could have been Superman. You know. But it it's one of them where. In terms of, have I seen an alien aircraft, or what is presumed to be an alien aircraft, then no, I haven't. However, I've seen footage, and 
I've read documents and documentation and um, other things that, you know, delve into the the alien conspiracy, you know. Um, and, you know, it, 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 you, you either take it with a pinch of salt or you take it on board. Okay, so going back to it, do I believe in aliens? I, I honestly can't answer. I honestly can't answer. However, I will answer with this. I would like to believe that there is other forms of life out in our great vastness of space. Because there are billions upon... In fact, it's infinite, okay? It's infinite. It goes on forever, okay? So, let's say you take up a grain of sand on the beach, okay? There's more There's more stars in the sky than there is of grains of sand, sand on the beach. However, you pick up a grain of sand, right? And you just imagine that that is our universe. Not our planet, but our universe and how tiny it is in the palm of your hand. Okay. Now, within that universe is our solar system, our galaxy, our planet, the other planets within our solar system. And it's tiny. So tiny. And then you drop that onto the rest of the beach. And you look at the beach and you look at all those other grains of sand and they're all universes and galaxies and what have you. The chances of our planet being able to harbour life and, I dare say, intelligent life. I mean, you look around. Just have a moment and look around, okay? You will see things that we take for granted and it is mind-blowing. The technology we have, the devices... We have the, the the phone you're holding in your hand right now, the TV you're watching right now, the vehicles traveling outside your window, the houses you're walking by, the buildings that you're walking by and through. You look around, and our planet is alienated. And when I say alienated, I don't mean alienated in the term of like, oh, something's been alienated. I mean that. Our natural planet has evolved due to our intellect. We've changed it. We've put structures. We've built roads. We've done this. We've done that. And to say that we've got this far with our planet, with the technology and the way of living we've got, the lifestyles, healthcare, everything, everything we do is beyond natural but in the same sense it is natural because we've we've come from that natural background we've we've just developed and developed and developed and developed and developed you look at the other forms of life on this planet sure there's intelligent life like dolphins and and apes and what have you but in 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 the higher sense of things you would never see you would never see 
you know, like, I don't know, a giraffe flying an airplane. You would, you would never see it. You would never see it, okay? Um, or the chances of that happening is very, 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 very slim. But that goes into it. The chances of our planet being where it is and where, how it is existing today is one in a infinite chance. Okay, it is like winning the lottery. The fact that you are sat there listening to this podcast right now is a one in an infinite chance of possibilities. In a sense, it's like winning the lottery. Okay, the fact that we are so close, that we are in the right spot for uh, the sun to have its effects on our planet. The fact that we have water on our planet, the fact that it's the right temperature, blah de blah de blah de blah de blah. I can go on all, all, I can go on all day. Okay, there are other planets out there, and there are other suns out there, and I'm telling you now, there has to be, has to be, other life out there. Now. That that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be intelligent life, okay? Doesn't necessarily mean that they are so advanced that they are, you know, flying to our planet and scoping it out every once in a while. Keeping tabs on us, you know. But in that in that vastness of space there has got to be either a piece of flying rock or even a moon or a planet or whatever some form of gas that harbors miniature life within it you know life has to exist beyond our planet okay it has to it has to whether it be the microscopic of microscopic organisms or whether you know, it is a creature that would outsize our planet. Or whether it is intelligent life. We won't know unless we know. However, Donald Trump, when he was president, he did put out a statement that the... I could be getting this wrong. But it could either be the CIA, the Pentagon, or some form of American government. They had to give out any evidence and um, uh, any details or any um, classified information about alien life. And apparently they did, and apparently it's been leaked. But no one was banging on about it because apparently we all knew that aliens existed. Joe Biden has even said, you know, whether there's aliens on the planet or not, you know, he was banging on about the COVID vaccines and what have you, but he'd mentioned in one of his, in one of his things that, you know, basically aliens are real, you know, and they've been here a long time, or intermingling with us for a, a long time, whether that's true or not is obviously open for debate because we all know how Joe Biden can be when it comes to his speeches. He can ramble on and bumble on and just make absolute no sense in what he is saying. Okay, he does it more than often. Can be quite humorous at times, to be fair. 
But in terms of, let's say, for example, ancient alien uh, races, um, if you haven't already, I would recommend watching the film The Fourth Kind, starring uh, Mila Jovic. Um, that would really open your mind. Um, apparently, it uses actual archived footage as well as documentation and all the rest of it, and it goes into. Um, I don't want to get into the the religious side of of what that that film goes on about, but it it goes on about like ancient aliens and men in spacesuits coming down to visit our ancestors and what have you. And there is actually cave carvings and cave paintings and stone carvings of things coming down from the sky and visiting and our, visiting our ancestors, and those are pretty pretty much true. So still, do we have visitors that come and go through through our our time here on Earth? Have they been watching us from the dawn of time? Did they create us? You know, are we? Did they? Did life start on this planet and then an alien come and land and be like, "Oh, look, you know, there's life down here." Oh, let's do a scientific experiment and gene splice it. So they grabbed one of our ancestors, i.e. a monkey, gene spliced it with one of, with their DNA, and boom, we are here. Hence the fact that when you look at an alien, you think of a six foot, seven foot tall, grey skinned, um, intelligent looking creature with five fingers, you know, tall, whatever, similar looking to us. And then you can also look at a monkey and argue the fact that, well, yes, they're our closest cousins we've got. You know, same hands, same eyes, same ears, you know, they're intelligent. Are we a crossbreed between an alien and a monkey? Hence the fact that why we have the technology we have, hence the fact that we are super intelligent in comparison to all life on our planet. It begs a question. But still, as I say... It's one of them, isn't it? It's one of them. Are aliens real? It's all open for debate. Everybody is entitled to their opinion, okay? I, I'm entitled to mine, just as I'm sharing it with you now. Um, you're entitled to yours. You could say, Nathan, you're talking nonsense, you know. Aliens aren't real. They can't be real, whatever. That's your choice. That's your choice. But today's... Obviously, that's, that's the point of today's topic. Today's topic is to... If you're listening, to sort of like start a conversation you know get in touch leave me a message you know let me know what your thoughts and theories are behind alien life because that's what it's all about we all want to know and and intermingle with each other on 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 the theory of aliens and whether aliens exist and blah de blah de blah um so yeah yeah that's that's pretty much it that's pretty much it do aliens exist or not I would dare say yes. I would dare say yes. And I would like to believe that there is. I can't say that definitely, yes, there are aliens. Blah, blah, blah. There's this, this, and this evidence. But, you know. But I'm just going to read to you now, anyway. Uh, a column that I've just, uh, well, I've recently came across. Um, and it is basically. Um, going on about the topic um, 
that we are that we're discussing at the moment. Uh, and this was posted on March 20th, 2018, and it is Reasons to Believe. Okay, and uh, subtitle, how seriously should you take those recent reports of UFOs? Ask the Pentagon or read this primer for the SETI Curious. Okay. Um, every generation gets the abduction fantasy it deserves. Ours is E.T. versus Trump. Illustration, Zohar, Lazar, Lazar. Uh, New York Magazine. Um, In the good old days, the arrival of UFOs on the front page of America's paper of record might have seemed like those feared tear... Oh, hang on. I'm reading that completely wrong. I do this all the time. Uh, America's paper of record might have seemed like a loose thread tear right through the fabric of reality. There we go. I've got my teeth back in. The closest that uh, secular space race America uh, could have gotten to a second coming two decades ago, or three, or six, we would have felt we knew the script in in advance. Those to the endless variations pop culture had played for us already. Civilization conflicts to mirror the real world ones Americans had been imagining in terror since the beginning of the Cold War. But when, in December, the New York Times published an undisputed account of what, of what might once have sounded like a crackpot conspiracy theory. The Pentagon had spent five years investigating unexplained aerial phenomena. The response among the paper's most liberal readers, exhausted and beaten down by the recent events, was markedly, markedly um, different from the one in those movies. The news that aliens might actually be visiting us regularly and recently didn't provoke terror about a coming space opera conflict, but something more like the evangelical. I can't even pronounce that. Evangelical. 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 Evangelical dream. I'm going to say that evangelical dream <laughs> um, of the rapture. Um, the same liberals might have mocked as kooky right-winged escapism in uh, the George W. Bush years. The truth is out there, former Senator Harry Reid tweeted with a link to the story. Thank God, came the response through the Twitter event. Could extraterrestrials help us save the Earth? Went one typical reaction. Suddenly, aliens were the escapist fantasy, but also more credible than mere fantasy. The Pentagon report, which featured two gripping videos of aerial encounters, was just one beat in a recent search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Or SETI. Drum roll. In October, an object passed through the solar system that looked an awful lot like a spaceship. Astronomers spent much of 2016 arguing over whether the weird pulses of lights coming from it and from a distant star were actually evidence of an alien megastructure. Megastructure being the key word there. An army of Silicon Valley billionaires 
are racing to make first contact and our new superpower telescopes are discovering more conceivably habitable planets everywhere. Then in March a third video emerged featuring a navy encounter off the east coast in 2015 with the group that released it hinting in an additional trove why doesn't the pentagon care wondered a washington post opt surely the first time the newspaper of Catherine graham was raising to, to a stink about aliens the next week president trump seemed to announce he was creating an entirely new branch of the military we'll call it the space force you could be forgiven for thinking you'd woke up in a science fiction novel. At the very least, it is starting to seem non-crazy to believe. A recent study shows half the world already does. Alien dreams have always been powered by the desire for human importance in a vast, forgetful cosmos. We want to be seen so we know we exist. What's unusual about the alien fantasy is that, unlike religion or nationalism or conspiracy theory, it doesn't place humans at the centre of a grand story. In fact, it displaces them. Humans become, briefly, major players in a drama of almost inconceivable scale. The last lesson of which is, unfortunately... We're total nobodies. That's the lesson. At least of a visit from aliens. Who got here long before we were able to get there. Wherever there is. If humans are the ones making first contact. Where the advanced ones and the aliens are probably more like productive pond scum which may be one reason we fantasize about those kinds of encounters a lot less than visits to Earth. Of course, when the aliens are explorers, where the ponds come. But a lot of people in the modern world will take that bargain, which should probably not surprise us given how dizzying and secular and um, alienating that world objectively is. Conspiracy theories are fueled by desire to see the universe and ultimately intelligible. The bargain being that things can make sense. But only if you believe in pervasive there we go, I got that one. Pervasive totalitarian total totalitarian malice. Totalitarian malice. Wow. Alien conspiracy theory keeps the malice, covers up the Roswell, the men in black, but rather than benzo comforts. Like other intelligibility, like, like order and intelligibility, it offers the psychedelic drama of total unintelligibility. Or wonder, a knee wobbling deep mystical experience of existential ignorance. I want to hold it there. I want to hold it there. Because this is going on a while. I've just had a quick flip through. 
Um, and I want to get to the main points. So let's just have a read. Ah, here we go. Number one. Okay, because that was going on quite a while. We get the idea. Okay, we get the idea that the governments have covered up and then they've given little moments and the population, you know, most more than half of the population believes. We've, we, we've got that. We've got that gist. Okay, so point number one. The government literally just admitted it's taking UFOs seriously. In 1952, a CIA group called the Psychological Strategy Board concluded that when it came to UFOs, the American public was dangerously gullible and prone to hysterical mass behavior. And just going off topic a little bit here, we all are, okay, we all are capable of hysterical mass behavior. When we had the fuel shortage, everyone went nuts. When COVID hit, everyone went nuts. So, you know, that's that's a given. Back to topic. Uh, the group recommended debunking campaigns to tamper the public's interest in unexplained phenomena, but the government seems to have been interested. Uh, in December, the Pentagon confirmed the existence of the advanced aerospace threat. This is what I was mentioning earlier, one of uh, Donald Trump's government's... Um, basically gave out the uh, the info. Uh, identification program created in 2007 by Senators Ted Stevens, who reported being chased by a mysterious object. This is going a little off that now. Uh, Daniel Inouye uh, and then Majority Leader Harry Reid and funded with $22 million of black money, I don't know why it's saying black money, from the, Deva- the Department of the Defense's budget program investigated and evaluated reports of UFO sightings, many of which came from America, uh, American service members. So much of what the program uncovered remains classified. Again, this was posted in 2018. So what could be classified then might not be classified now. But what we know as tantalizing based on data it collected, the program identified five observations that showed mysterious objects displaying some level of advanced physics, also known as stuff humans can't do yet. Uh, The objects would accelerate with G-forces too strong for the human body to withstand or reach hypersonic speed with no heat trail or sonic boom or they seem to resist the effects of Earth's gravity without any aerodynamic structures to provide thrust or lift. No one has been able to figure out what these are, says Louise Elinzondo, might be pronouncing that wrong, uh, who ran the program until last October in a recent interview. Okay, so we'll just skip through some of that again. Because it rumbles on a little bit. Uh, point two, Harry Reid says we're not taking them seriously enough. Uh, Harry Reid, um, where is it, where is it? Uh, Bob Bigelow, the founder of the Bigelow Aerospace and Budget Suites. Uh, he's a central figure in all this. Um, when he was a young man, he heard of a story from his grandparents about driving down from... Uh, Mount Charleston near Las Vegas 
where they saw a so-called flying saucer, for lack of a better better description. Um, Bob became a very wealthy man. He would pay for these conferences about UFOs and would bring in scientists, academics and uh, a few nutcases. Um, There were people trying to figure out what all this aero phenomena was. Bob started sending me tons of stuff, not me in particular, but the person obviously who wrote this. Uh, Mainly what interested me uh, is that so many people had seen these strange things in the air. It goes on to a few people's uh, conversations there. Um, uh, Part three, scientists are suddenly much more bullish about the possibility of life out there. Just 30 years ago, we had not discovered a single planet outside our solar system. Now we know more... Hang on a second, hang on a second. Let me just go off subject here. Let me just go off subject here just a little bit. It says here, this was posted in 2018. It says just 30 years ago, we had not discovered a single planet outside our solar system. That there is very strange and I'll say that because our ancestors knew about planets outside our solar system to the point where they actually um, carved and sculpted um, and basically had structural pointers to um, certain planets and solar systems outside our outside our own um, primary example the pyramids are pointed to a certain um, certain group of stars or cluster of stars, or whether it be planets or something, I might be uh, might be wrong on that. But basically, in a nutshell, um, our ancestors knew about planets and other things outside outside our own solar system, um, and obviously that got lost in history and whatever. But yeah, essentially. We knew, but we didn't know. Um, so yeah, getting back to the topic. Uh, now we are more than three thousand. Now more than three thousand of them. We now, oh, bloody hell! We now know more than three thousand of them, and we know nearly every star in the night sky has at least one planet in its orbit. Even people who are not terribly interested in science know that we found that planets are as common as fire hydrants. They're everywhere. And Seth Shosak, uh, the senior astronomer at the SETI Institute, one in five or one in six might be a planet similar to Earth. Yes, we have uh, become aware of this. That doesn't mean we'll ever find an exact replica, replica of Earth. That's wrong. We recently have found a sister planet... Um, it is too far for us to get to, um, but already there has been, uh, they've, they've confirmed that it has cloud structures, there's water on the planet, and from the looks of it, there is greenery, so, you know, that right there says alien life all over it, if there's water and there's plants, plants themselves are aliens, plants are organisms at the end of the day, those plants are alien, because on a different planet, you know, um, uh, but maybe we don't have to, our study of planets and moons in the solar system shows us many worlds possess the ingredients necessary for life, 
which I've just said, an atmosphere, organic compounds, liquid water, which I've just said, and other necessities. The moons orbiting Jupiter and Saturn, for example, feature whole subsurface oceans. And even though these places are extremely harsh environments, that does, doesn't mean as much as we might once have thought it did. Recent discoveries of Earth itself demonstrate that life is much tougher than we thought. Going on to the fact that some microscopic organisms can be can be frozen, dropped in acid, and even survive the vacuum of space. Uh, we found organisms in blistering hot uh, gazes in Gallowstone National Park in the darkest crevices under the most ungodly pressures in the deepest ocean the dry hellscapes like and like the At, um, Atacama Desert and whatever it's going on a bit now um, these extremophiles don't need a warm and fuzzy paradise to call home in fact they have already evolved to live in environments as harsh as those on other planets. Some, like tardigrades, can even survive the bleak vacuum of space. If there's life in most of those places, it's going to be a it's going to be pond scum, says uh, Showstack. Uh, but it's alien pond scum. It shows that biology is all over. Uh, they're especially bullish about these planets. Scientists uh, know now. Sorry, scientists now think everyone in five, five or six planets might be habitable, based on two general criteria: they're rocky, and they reside in a region of the star's orbits called the Goldilocks zone. Obviously, like I was mentioning earlier, where it's just right, we're just at the right temperature, at the right uh, furthestness from the sun, uh, where it's not too cold and it's not too hot, but just right to allow for liquid water to form on the surface. And where there's water, there can be life. Extraterrestrial researchers and enthusiasts are, are most excited about these uh yeah it, it, this is gonna go on for a while but basically okay we get the idea okay there's lots of points on why we should believe in life there's one here um uh, basically saying uh, elon musk is hell-bent on using his 221 billion to colonize mars his company spacex has been trying to desperately uh desperately to reduce the cost of space travel in hopes uh, so Elon Musk, um, obviously, he's wanting us to get out there. But again, there could be threats. Let's say we colonize Mars. What viruses, what, what what germs could be on that planet? You've got to take in so much consideration the fact that, that if there is alien life, it could be microscopic. It could... It, oh, God, it's nuts. It's nuts. It's all mind-blowing. It's all mind-blowing. But nevertheless, okay, we have to... We have to... Um, we have to take it with an open mind and, you know, go with the possibility that, okay, you know, the year is um, 2021, you're just coming to the end of 2021, and the the bleakness of aliens, you know, do they exist? 
I think it's safe to say at this point, and obviously this is not confirming, I'm not confirming this, but I think it is safe to say that beyond our own planet, outside our own orb, that there is a potential area for life beyond our own our own globe and as I say whether that be microscopic or micro microscopic or whether it be intelligent or whatever okay end of the day we are all capable of doing our own research and looking up things looking up evidence you know we do it with everything we do it with you know medical health needs we do it with fictional characters we do it with factual characters topics whatever i recommend if you are interested in this topic then do some research go on google and you know Read what you will read, watch what you will watch, and by the end of it, you will make your own mind up. I personally am 90% in belief. I can't say I'm 100% in belief. I would say I'm 90% in belief that there is alien life outside our own planet. You know, and... Are they going to make themselves known one day if it isn't, you know, intelligent life with the... You know, the alien aircrafts flying around and all this kind of thing. What are they going to do? What is their purpose? It's like the Black Knight satellite. The, you know, the Black Knight satellite supposedly is, you know, the, that, that rock-shaped structure that flashes lights every once in a while that whenever an aircraft gets near it, it, poof, it, it goes, it's gone. Um, you know, there's loads of stuff. There is loads of stuff that we could discuss today about alien life. But I think we've discussed enough. Um, as I say, if you are interested in this topic for today, um, then, you know, dig dig deeper. Dig deeper. Jump on Google, you know, read documents, watch YouTube videos, anything that you think that might be you know, uh, substantial evidence to your uh, beliefs um, or non-beliefs, whether you don't believe in alien life or not. But, you know, chances are, if you're listening to this, then there is some, uh, you know, some 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 sort of subconscious or conscious um, uh, uh, thoughts there that you do believe. And the same goes for me. Like I said, I'm 90% on the belief side. Otherwise, I will not be making this podcast. Okay. Well, I guess I can't really say that. Whether I believe in something or not, I'd probably still do a a podcast about the topic. But on this particular matter, I would say I'm 90% there with the belief. Because, like I said, you just got to look at it on the grander scale of things. We, we... it's, It's not we cannot be the only ones we can't you look at our oceans for goodness sakes look at our own ocean okay we know more about our own solar system than we do about our ocean 
okay and there is microscopic life teeming in our waters our lakes our ponds our rivers our oceans okay there is life we don't even know about in our own waters we are still discovering new forms of life in this very day where we were like what the hell is that swimming about you know it's madness it really is absolute madness so you take on what we know about our own planet and then you times that by infinite okay you times that by infinite because there's infinite possibilities there's other planets okay those other planets would have different environments different environments would harbor different forms of breeding grounds for different forms of life you know and like we were just saying there on the end of that topic where you know some some forms of life don't even need uh, the ingredients of life to live what we think of the ingredients of life like warmth uh, water um, and habitable environment m- most of what the life on our planet doesn't even need that okay some of the microscopic organisms do not need that you could freeze a tardigrade for a thousand years melt it and it'd be like what the hell was that i've just had a nice nap okay you could throw it into space and it'd be like oh you know i'm just drifting away you know it, it's not it's it, there's some forms of life that you can drop into a bite of acid and for some reason its cellular structure doesn't burn within within the acid it is not it literally swims around in a droplet or a tub of acid like it's a swimming pool it is nuts so with that i'm going to end this podcast here guys i hope you've enjoyed uh, uh, today's podcast if you have obviously let me know let me know what your thoughts and feelings are on alien life i know we've mentioned it to and fro on other podcasts but i wanted to delve into it a little deeper today a little deeper um but yeah yeah i think it's been an interesting one um as i say let me know what you what you guys think and uh i'll see you well i'll catch you in the next podcast guys chinwag out